three, two. Welcome to the Fish Nerds. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the podcast, and uh, we're taking another day off. So uh, enjoy this effing throwback. It's a lot of fun. Back from Christmas 2014, I think. So it should be uh, topical and timely. And we'll be back next week with some brand new content on Christmas Day. I hope you like it. Uh, in the meantime, just enjoy the show. And this episode is brought to you by the Fish Nerds Guide Service. If you want to hire uh, a guide uh, to take you ice fishing in the Mount Washington Valley of New Hampshire, that's me. Give me your money. I'll put you on some fish. We'll have a great time. We'll have a hot meal. We'll laugh. We'll cry. It'll be great. Just go to fishnerds.com for more information. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Five, four, three, two, Somebody's heart one, zero. Hello and welcome. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Fish Nerds Podcast. It's the latest about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I am Dave. And I am Clay. Together we talk about fishy stuff that's happened to us, people we know, and other fish nerds we've seen. Anything is fair game. And it's a good bet that Dave has been too busy fishing to do any Christmas shopping. Oh, God, yeah. that's right. Get in the when game. When is that? That's got to be soon, soon, right? Soon, yeah. Tuesday. No, Ugh. Wednesday. <laughs> Probably the day this gets on the line. Who knows? <laughs> fish. Well, you know, we got fish on our minds. What can we say? Fish um, brains. Fish brains. We have stockings full of things to mm-hmm. talk about. He meant he meant um, Christmas stockings. I went... He's not perverted. <laughs> well, speak yeah. for yourself. You got fish nets. Um, stockings I'm... full of things. Hey, there you go. It's it very is. fish nerdy. I'll. I'll have to justify that sometime, why I'm looking at fishnet stockings. Um, I went fishing. I did not. Um, I got a job. I know. (laughs) I know. You're out doing stuff, and I'm out. But um, I took the video camera, and um, we'll we'll, we'll talk about a little video, and it'll be posted uh, with the video version of the podcast. Good. Ultra cool. It's true. It's true. Uh, (laughs) Then we got big fisher news. Huge news. We're going to be in Boston on Boston Public Radio. For our second time. (laughs) But this time, Jim and Marjorie. We we were so big the first time, they had to bring in two people. Because one person can't handle the fish nerds. (laughs) You can't handle the We're going to do the Friday Friday news roundup thing. Whatever they do on Friday is the news, so... I know. I'm actually very, very scared We'll have to just pay attention for a couple of days. That's all. I know, but if, if we can't even figure out when Christmas yeah. is, uh, we're, we may be in trouble on a, on a news quiz. But um, anyway, it's January 10th, 2014, uh, at 1.30 p.m. on 89.7 FM, the voice of Boston Public Radio. I don't know if that's what they call it, but it is the voice of it is yeah. public radio. We'll put a link up. Yes, and uh, you know there'll be plenty of promotion because this is big news. This is this is a lot of listeners, I think, and uh, it's very fish nerdy for us. So we're excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, the next the next thing that I'm excited about, and this is because we have the public radio thing coming up, 
because we have to look mm-hmm. smart. We're reading. Radio. We are. <laughs> We're actually reading books. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit about our, our literary review. We're going to be geniuses. Not fish nerds, fish We're... geniuses. Well-read geniuses. Uh, then we have a little bit of fish in the news. Yes. A social media. Go, blitz. go nerds. We'll yeah. <laughs> and a stump the fish nerds, which in fact, we had nobody call yeah. in our fish nerds phone hotline. So Clay will be quizzing oh, me. so done. <laughs> yeah, well. And then we're going to wrap it up with Fish Nerd Nation. All right, let's jump into this thing. So I went fishing. Mm. I'm a little jealous, Dave. <laughs> you should be. Because I went driving right past your fishing spot the other day. So <laughs> I wish I went to fishing. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's been a big debate about whether people should tell other people where they went fishing or not tell other people where they went fishing. Yeah. Um, and well, you know the theory, right? What, what is the theory? Well, the theory is if a ra- any angler asks another angler, How's the fish or where do you catch the fish? You don't tell them. Mm. But if, if you're from the media or if you have digital cameras or uh, <laughs> video cameras or you're from the press, then you tell them everything. <laughs> People do seem to spill their guts. They when do it, indeed. When it comes to media stuff. And, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge for us because, you know, we're obviously we're first and foremost anglers mm-hmm. and we don't like it when we can't get to our favorite spot. And right. the, you know, the, the running theory is that if you spot burn, it's called spot burning. Mm-hmm. If you spot burn, then everybody in the world's going to show up. Now, I, you know, I think that's just paranoia personally. I think so. I, I don't think people really care. And I think people go where they like to go fishing. But there are some people that get very upset if you spot burn. Upset in a way that's really fun. <laughs> it is because you can. <laughs> It's nothing better than seeing people get annoyed. It's really fun to go on a website where you see one of the forums when you see someone posting a picture of a big old trout and you post on there, hey, was that Lake Chikora? And and you know it was that lake. And they go, ah, no, it wasn't. No, what what makes you say that? That's weird. Why would you say that? Yeah, that doesn't make good. No, Lake Chikora has a different mountain by it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That that lake's in New Jersey, you know. Yeah, possible deniability. They're not Always. confusing anybody, but um, but anyway, one of the nice things about this, I'm not going to burn this spot that I went fishing at, but I will say, you know, Dave, we burned this spot before. I know, but what I'm going to say is that, it, like like Clay said, he drove by the spot that I was fishing at, and this spot has people driving by all the time. And the great thing about it is people honk and wave. Yeah. So I would say at least thirty people honked and waved at me. Um, at this fishing spot when yeah. I went out on Saturday. Now, when when Dave says some people drive past this spot, he means uh, probably a hundred thousand cars a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It's a major spot. <laughs> so the idea of sight burning it uh, is a little silly. I think. <laughs> it's a little silly <laughs> because honestly, come on. <laughs> yeah, hundreds of thousands of people are watching. But um, like I said, it's great. People honk and waving. Very fun. So, uh, this video. So we're going to try to run a video, and we'll we'll try to run the video at the same. We have a, we do a video version of the podcast on our website, and we're going to try to link this thing up. So if you're listening to this, you could jump onto fishnerds.com, 
jump on the video and see what we're talking about. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, which is Fish Nerds Nation, mm. and watch it there. All right, so there I am, sitting there on my... Uh, oh, hey! Hey! Fish. Bluegill, right? <laughs> yes, it's a little bluegill. It's not a Paku. <laughs> No. <laughs> and it's a male bluegill, I think, and I'm very excited about it there. Yeah, I know. You keep walking up going, hey, 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 there it is. <laughs> you, can see, you can see the stripes on it. Oh, and I've, I've, I've got another fish here. And this is a, uh, it could be a female bluegill. I, probably. Probably is, right? Yeah, you look so happy. I am happy because I'm catching fish. Now, this was a, a brute of a white or a black crappie black crappie now is that the same background you uh, got rid of earlier uh for that facebook picture yes it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people people could maybe i don't know figure it out now we, we're going underwater now many people don't know this but dave actually dove underwater for these shots <laughs> oh. ah! <laughs> so a fish just swam by i realize this is incredibly boring for the only itunes listeners but uh, <laughs> We'll give it's you a only, play. The only one on iTunes is Michael Mize. That's it. So. Yeah, that's right. But um, so if you were watching the video, you would have seen a bluegill just go. But now one comes out of the gloom mm-hmm. to come up and look. And this camera is located on a pole. It's a it's a twelve foot long pole that I submerge underneath the surface of the ice and uh, and I lock it into position using a clamp right at the same height as I'm fishing. And I have a sonar unit at the same time. I have more equipment out there than NASA, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can position it right where I can see the fish, right at the right depth. But I can't see when fish are coming by. So There's a big old bass there. A bass cruising in. This bass was really interesting. And it's you too bad. Caught I caught him, Dave. I should have caught him. But yeah, this guy try. was circling my gear um, all, you know, kind of all afternoon because you'll, you'll be seeing some other pictures of this uh, bass coming up. And they, I think the most interesting thing is they weren't scared of a giant yellow pole with a bright orange camera on the end of it, uh, submerged down down below, and there there he comes. It's hard to tell how big he is, but I, I think he's gigantic. He must be a brute. <laughs> but you know, I think you drop that pole in the water, you automatically there's habitat. All of a sudden, a place to hide behind. I think there and is. I, I don't think they're afraid of much, and you know, and he's the in, in that habitat. He's got no predators down there, so. Yeah, what, what, what does he care? And, you know, people worry about spooking the fish and all that. There's no way that fish is going to see this big yellow pole with a camera come down and go, oh, you know, I bet there's a human on the other end of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's your friends. Yeah, there's, I, I, you know, you always meet friends out on the ice. And I met Mike and Andrew and Chris. And, and right now in the video, Mike is pulling in using a, uh, a tip up or a trap. He's pulling in a, Chain pickerel! Yay. Yay! Oh, that's a nice one, too. Yeah, it was a nice one. It was the, the great thing, and you know you're a fish nerd. And the, all these guys are fish nerds who are out there. You know you're a fish nerd when you're doing catch and release on a tip-up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not like you're fishing with a rod and reel where you're out there trying to, you know, uh, perfect the right cast. Right? You're, you're just out there catching fish, looking at them, putting them back. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do this. So they'll pile this up on the ice and they'll just have a big fish fry at night. But these guys, let them go. Yeah, so Ke- good catch, and, catch and release uh, tip-up fishing. So. Oh, so a nice little video, Dave. I'm very proud Thank of you. you. Come a Thank long you way. Thank you very much. In such a short time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jealous. I want to get out there with you later this week maybe and 
get something. We we definitely need to get out there and uh, together bring the fish nerd hammer down on these New Hampshire fish. Oh man, we got so many cameras we could drop underwater. We're bound to get a good <laughs> shot. <laughs> I found a U.S. patent from a professor down in Louisiana who is perfecting a chemical that triggers the involuntary response of bass to bite something. (laughs) So involuntary. They can't help it. They can't help it. So there's this chemical in the water that all of a sudden they're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Can you imagine if they had that for people? I, I feel like I ate that. <laughs> I just can't stop it. It's your holiday season. You go to a party. You're like, ah, what is that chemical in the air? Just so seven food. What's that? Cookie? Okay. Oh, you know what the worst is though? What? I went to a party the other day with my family. Yeah. And there was this chocolate covered pretzels on the counter, and I'm supposed to be eating healthier. Oh yeah. You know, not yeah. So so my wife wasn't looking, so I grabbed one. I shoved it in because you know, I, I shoved it in my mouth, right? And I about died. It had mint in it. Oh, um, wait, a minty pretzel? I hate mint. Yeah, mint on the chocolate. Just you want to talk about wrecking a good sneak? Like I was so sneaky, <laughs> and then I'm like trying to spit the thing out and wipe my tongue off because I had mint on my tongue. I hate mint. It's just the worst flavor on earth. I just freaking hate it. it just. My, well, my it, wife it, comes in. She goes, "What you doing? Nothing." And, and I'm wiping my tongue off. <laughs> she probably bought those stupid things. <laughs> now, so this sounds very similar to your dog training approach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about dogs? <laughs> Why not? We've we've moved past fish oh, right now. Man, my, I have I have this dog. She'll be fishing with us someday. But oh, her her name is Ruthie, and she's part uh, cattle dog and part whatever she's a mutt we yeah. we rescued her um we swung yeah. in on ropes and kicked the doors in and saved her from the libyans <laughs> and <laughs> rescue total rescue uh but she likes to eat poop like that's her thing <laughs> god she thinks it's delicious like especially when it's frozen so see her walking around a yard with like a looks like a cigar <laughs> hanging out of her mouth and she's so happy keeps trying to get him in the house too like she'll run past you with a big old turd hanging out of her mouth and when I say turd I don't mean pollock I mean I mean poop I mean, <laughs> so she comes running past and we chase her out so the other day Jesus the other day Kristen um, my wife woke up wasn't feeling good she called and sick to work uh, oh, yeah. and she goes and she's a teacher so she says I'm gonna go into work and I'm gonna Set my classroom up so that way the substitute knows what to do. I, right. said, I said, great. Why don't you take the dog with you? So that Ruthie got in the front seat of the minivan with Kristen. Oh, no. And they left. And I'm like, okay, cool. I start getting my kids ready for school. And then Kristen pulls back up the driveway. And she comes storming out of the car and past me. And the dog kind of skulks away. And I go, what happened? And she goes, Ruthie. I said, what happened? She goes, well, she'd been eating poop. Uh-huh. She goes, she vomited oh, poop. So she like had diarrhea out of her mouth. And it was everywhere. Like it was like, oh, it, it was like she ate every poop she could find. 
And Uh-oh. it just was all over the car. The cup holders were full of it. It was just everywhere. Horrifying. Like, just horror show. And, of course, Kristen's sick. I'm like, I'll help you clean it up. And so I go out there and I grab a couple of paper towels. And I'm, like, going, ah, ah, ah. And I'm gagging. And she's like, just get out of my way. I can do it. You're not helping because you're being sick, too. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was completely useless. I Entirely, entirely useless. Wow. So then I, I, I later that day, I brought her to the dog wash and <laughs> was washing her. And I was talking to the lady who works there. Yeah. And I said, I said, I told her, I told her the story. And she goes, you know, that means your dog is missing something in her diet. Oh, I've heard that too. I heard that. Yeah. Too. You, yeah. you know what she's missing? Poop. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> and she found it. <laughs> Problem was solved. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing to do with fishing at all. I just. I felt like I had to tell that story. Well, and then and then your solution because you did tell me this the, the morning it happened because I called yeah. you right when it happened. <laughs> oh yeah, bad time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I didn't get the the complete story, but I got enough of it to uh, to to tell people at work too. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm telling the story on public radio. I don't care what we're talking about. I'm telling the story. <laughs> You know, if the news quiz, you know, it's like, what was uh, Arafat? Who was the successor? <laughs> you to- know, speaking of Arafat, I have a fat dog. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, but I think it's great. I think your solution is you're going to put hot sauce on all the poop, right? Yeah. Well, and, and then I forgot to buy hot sauce. So I, I grabbed some chili powder and I'm walking around the yard and <laughs> putting chili powder on all the poop. And I'm I'm feeling like I'm just flavoring it better. <laughs> You know, but I end up buying these little pills that make your poop taste bad, and I've been feeding <laughs> to the dogs, and oh, I'm hoping the problem is solved. Well, of course, when I told that story to people at work, they said, why doesn't he just pick up the poop? I mean, he's right there. <laughs> we live in the forest. <laughs> the the dogs are running off in the woods and pooping. I'm not, they're not pooping where I see it usually. It's But uh, but I like We don't live in the city. <laughs> You're, you're taking the time to add condiments to all the poop. <laughs> I know. A little mustard and ketchup. And <laughs> you get little doggy napkins they can clean up afterwards. Terrible. Oh, my God. I'm uh, sorry I brought that up, but oh, my uh, God. That is just the most <laughs> horrifying, terrible story. It I've really heard. is. And I just I, – I, I'm just so useless. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I just feel sorry for Kristen. I just – Oh, I just man. am no help at all. Our car now smells like vinegar and <laughs> Clorox and all kinds of other cover-ups. And, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah Febreze. Try to yeah. you know cover this one. <laughs> That'd be a good commercial. Oh, my gosh. We brought a dog in. <laughs> Blind dog at these that, people. That dog was almost unrescued. <laughs> yeah, I think I know why it needed to be rescued. <laughs> Why would someone give up such a sweet dog? Oh, oh. that's what, yeah. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> hey, public radio. That's our next thing we're going to talk it about. It is. <laughs> I'm not sure what else there is to talk about. Did you um, write, did, you wrote WBUR, WGBH. It's WGBH. You see, and that's one of the things that frightens me, is that when I was listening to this news quiz, they had this old house. They had those guys from this old house on there. Yeah. And one of them, I think, is a Boston guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were asking all these very Boston insider kind mm. of quiz questions. And I, I'm going to get 
slaughtered. You know, I'm I'm a Hoosier. You know, and usually well, at least you work in Boston. I live in the mountains. <laughs> we're we're gonna be killed. Ah. We um, just need to make sure we have in our pocket some yeah. facts about Boston fish. Yes. So anytime we're stumped on a question they ask us, in our best Boston accent, we can go, that's wicked pizza. Did you know that cop <laughs> were brought to Boston? You know, we can just t- <laughs> tell a story and try to do it in their, in their accent. Oh, boy. And that you know? was spot on, I must say. I, well, it's <laughs> almost as good as my Australian. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm gonna reference Dunkin' Donuts and, and, <laughs> and I'd like Larry. To thank Dunkin' Donuts and uh, Bernie and Phil. Uh, <laughs> how, how about those Celtics? The um, I can usually. Um, I just you know, want to say that Yankees suck. Uh, <laughs> when I'm in a jam, I just say Larry Bird because <laughs> people still have a soft spot for people from Indiana just because of Larry Bird. Uh, I, I'm so. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're doomed. I don't do sports at all. <laughs> uh, well, Larry Bird was a big star back in the I don't know what seventies. Right. Uh, he was from French Lick, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, so anyway, but we will be on public radio, the Jim Jim Marjorie Show, uh, Boston Public Radio. I guess the show starts at noon and ends at two. They said we're, they're going to have us on at one thirty, and that's on Friday, January tenth, two thousand fourteen. WGBH. We'll be posting up like crazy all over Facebook and Twitter, and letting you know when you can hear it, uh, and you can stream it probably live anywhere in the world. Yes. And, and so it'd be really cool if uh, everyone listened and then called in afterwards and said, man, those fish nerds are awesome. <laughs> they need a show of their own. Yeah. Have you thought about hiring the fish nerds? You know, I, I, Yeah, exactly. I mean, the car talk guys are done. Same studio. Same same area, you know. Mm-hmm. And we can uh, we can just fill that, fill that niche. Right. And then people can call in with their car questions. <laughs> we, we don't know, but ah, that's a wicked piss out with a <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts and fish. <laughs> that's the best we could do. Oh, so, nice. Uh, but anyway, getting more back to serious fish stuff. Uh, by, by this time, all our fish nerds have turned us off. I know. Um, I know. We lost everyone. <laughs> Well, we're, we're actually going to talk about fish. Hey, I like fish. I know. I'll, I'll go first because right. my book, um, I've been reading it for a while. I read slow. Um, but this thing is called Running Silver, Restoring Atlantic Rivers and Their Great Fish Migrations. And it's by uh, John Waldman. John Waldman, I think, teaches, I think it's down in New York, I think. Um, his bio is here somewhere. But a uh, wicked smart guy who is... Um, <laughs> Who has done a lot of research? He has a he has an archaeological bent to his work, um, and I as I get done with this more, I'll be able to tell you more about about what he's doing, uh, you know, or what his background is. But there's some really interesting stuff. the The little bit that I thought was really kind of mind blowing is that they had he cited some research where. Um, all right, so migratory fish, right? Clay, right. you 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 remember seeing in your elementary school and all that. What did the Native Americans do in the spring in New England? They fished. And and explain the scene that you've been taught. <laughs> uh they stood around with spears 
uh, at the bottom at the bottom of waterfalls, spearing fish out, and we're building weirs and netting them out. Right, and it was a yeah. big to do. Right, yep, everyone did it together, big communal fishing thing. Right, and you know they had fishing racks, drying racks, yep. the whole nine yard, bunches and, of people, and they didn't wear pants. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, yeah. And if you looked real <laughs> close, <laughs> you saw boobies. Yeah, all the um, time. <laughs> So that's what it must have been our, terrific. So, <laughs> so that's our American education system at work, folks. That never happens when I go fishing. I'm just <laughs> keep looking. I'm going to go old school next year. I'm going to be <laughs> have everyone topless and fishing with me. All right. So this is interesting, though, because there was a researcher where at I don't know from somewhere who actually looked at this this notion that everybody came out and, and did all this. And it's actually false. Because what he looked at was the amount of time it would take to do all this stuff. So out of the book, it says it would take 200 people hours. All right? So 200 people hours were needed to scale and butcher a 1,000 fish. So a thousand fish, which, you know, in those pictures, you saw piles of fish. Right, right. Now that's 200 people hours. It takes 20 people hours just to create the drying rack to put the fish on. But they work in teams. But the thing is, <laughs> at, at most, at many times during history, there weren't that many Native Americans around to do that. And what the really interesting thing is that that concept, of all the people in the village coming out and catching all the fish that are coming, all these big adult fish coming up from the ocean is based on the European capitalist model of taking everything and shipping it and packaging it up and sending it out. Right. Okay. The reality is native Americans are like, uh, yeah, sure. There's lots of fish here in the spring, but they also are here in the summer, in the fall. They're, they're always in the river. So they didn't have the need to haul a bunch of fish out and try to preserve them because the river was like their refrigerator. There's always fish around. There's always fish around and there's always at different stages. So they said the small fish that would uh, like the small herring that would be hatched out in the upper watershed and come down in the fall. That was a big food source as well. And just because Europeans don't like catching small fish and trying to sell them, Native Americans are like, Hey, it's all fish and it's all right. good. Who cares? Make soup. Yeah. And the only time they really spent a lot of effort to preserve and smoke and all that jazz was in the fall to get them through the winter to when the fish came back. So that whole notion of like everybody go to the river and, and be hauling out fish is they think is untrue. Wow. You know, I bet you a lot of what you hear is untrue. <laughs> think so too but we, we shouldn't you know, be surprised <laughs> but but they they're looking back at the old you know the mittens the uh the piles of fish bones and things that mm -hmm. americans had and the the evidence just doesn't support this big seasonal burst of fish catching there's just, just there's no facts there to support that wow yeah well nice nice job look at you i know so this book has got me kind of excited and i'm only about halfway through well so. that's cool yeah. So, uh, uh, what book are you reading? Well, it's it, reading is very subjective. I think we're gonna <laughs> be careful how we use that phrase. In fact, ju you just got me thinking about it because 
So All right, what what book are you pretending to read at Starbucks? Well, I, I'm I'm holding a book in my hand right now. It's an antique from 1873, Ooh. and I'm afraid to read it. Mm. I'm afraid to even open it. Uh, so I've been uh, a couple of years ago when I worked for the college system. I would commute and I stop at this gas station to get coffee every morning. Yeah, and there was always a guy named Bradley who would just chat me up. Yeah, okay, Bradley. Yep, and he was t- always saying, hey, have you read the book I Go A-Fishing by W.C. Prime? And I kept saying, uh, no. He goes, well, it's about these <laughs> two guys on a fishing quest. You'd love it, blah, blah, blah. And I never got around to reading it or even looking for it. And I haven't been in that coffee shop in a long time because I haven't worked for the college in two years. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I went in there the other day during a snowstorm because I was plowing to get a cup of coffee, and Bradley was there. And he goes, Clay, hang on a second. <laughs> he goes out to his truck, and in an envelope, padded envelope, he had bought for me, I Go A-Fishing, the antique book. No he bought, way. bought it on eBay or something, and he gave it to me. Oh, my God. He had been driving around with it in his truck for a year and a half, hoping to see me and give me this book. Wow. And so I haven't read it yet, but just now, while you were talking, I stopped listening, and I <laughs> went online, <laughs> and I Googled the book, Yeah. and sure enough, I found a... PDF copy of this book for free. I just downloaded it to my iPad. Yeah. So now I can read it without opening this antique up. So I found a scanned copy for free just now online. I just Googled I Go A Fishing by W.C. Prime. First link was a free download from some California university or something. Oh, all right. So, so, so uh, any any listener can go find that. You know, what? I'll put a link up anyway if it if it if it finishes downloading it work if it looks good, uh, <laughs> and, and you guys can read it. But it, uh, it's a lot of New England fishing stories, a lot of New Hampshire specific fishing in it. Uh, and so now I'll read it and I'll report back once I read it. Oh yeah, I just opened the book and the binding just fell apart. So oh, but but wow, kudos to Bradley for uh, how cool is that. What a lot of stick to I know. And I said to him, I said, Bradley, do you uh, have email? And he goes, um, well, I use my wife's. I say, so, okay. Do you, are you on <laughs> Facebook? No, I don't do any of that. Okay. iTunes? Nope. YouTube? Nope. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> like, I want to make sure I thank him, but like, when am I going to see him again? I have to go well, to in a couple top, of years. A couple of years. I'll bring him a present when our book finally comes out. Well, I'll tell you what you do. You write a thank you note and put it in your car. <laughs> And carry it for two years. Oh, gosh. It'll smell like fish. <laughs> and dog vomit. <laughs> we got fish in the news. Fish in the news? We love fish in the news. We, we enjoy it thoroughly. Now, we've already talked about some pretty dorky things here but uh this one comes to us from npr national public radio right conveniently enough (laughs) (laughs) now we're all public radio people we're so cool (laughs) this story says this was published uh december 16th and uh it says i'm just gonna read the the headlines here uh scientists find tiny exfoliating beads in great lakes fish guts Aren't those fish lucky? They're very smooth on the inside. In their inside, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They go to like these little fish Mary Kay parties. (laughs) You know, if you buy these beads right now and eat them, they'll exfoliate your insides. Oh, Marjorie. (laughs) 
<laughs> Your guts are awesome. You're some softest guts I've ever seen. Thank you. So the story they have like these like pyramid schemes where you can like you can buy a kit and have your 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 home party so you can sell the exfoliating beads to other fish, <laughs> right? And then there's the detoxification guts uh, <laughs> product. Um, so the tiny beads. I'm going to read this here. The tiny beads used in some cosmetics and toothpaste. So your toothpaste has exfoliating beads in it. Good. I like my teeth exfoliating. <laughs> are making their way into the bellies of fish in the Great Lakes. And it's raising concerns among environmentalists. It's making fish birds laugh a little bit right now. But <laughs> it really, we, we should be concerned as well. Um, we should be, yes. Dr. Sherry Mason, a chemistry professor at the State University of New York, has been researching the issue. And um, they talked about it on public radio. Okay, so the person, the interviewer says, how big really is the threat from these tiny plastic beads? And the researcher says, you know, I think the biggest thing is that they actually, is that actually they can kind of connect to all the different issues that are impacting the Great Lakes right now. So it's more of a symbolic problem. Not, yeah, there's, there's no problem. It's just a matter of like, it's just one more thing, you know? Right. And it's like, does aren't we? Jerks? Yeah. So it's not. They're not saying it's toxic. They're not saying anything else. But they're saying, hey, just so you know, you have an impact on the fish, and there's a little red dot that proves it. Yes. Mm. Just so you know, all your facial products are in the, the guts. Here's of the fish. problem with this. Okay. Yes. I I agree with the premise of the story and the whole stop putting crap in the rivers thing. Right. But to use an example of something that's not actually physically hurting anything. What it does is, like, the people who really don't like the environmentalist movement, you will use that as their, like, why are they wasting our time with this stuff? Fo- yeah, yeah, focus maybe. that energy on the lead sinkers and things we know are toxic and hurting things. Rather than saying, there is something that's colorful, and that's it. You know, like, there's nothing, there's no punchline. There's no, like, like who cares? Right. Like, <laughs> right. And it's connected to everything yeah, else. It's well, like, yeah, well, it's broad, we, we... you know. Give me some meat. You know? <laughs> I want to see dead yeah, fish. Yeah, there's no mercury content. There's nothing. People's not making people sick. It's not ruining eggshells of birds. Like, uh, right? They they could just be pooping this stuff out, and it, it could be it. completely meaningless. You know. So the the biggest problem they're having with it is it, it's there, <laughs> <laughs> which is a problem. I agree, but oh, uh, you come on, you're watering down all the big issues with that. Takes away, yeah. It takes away the the meaning of bigger issues. That's my problem. It's ex- exfoliating the truth about. Oh yeah, and, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, <laughs> I was trying something, but it, it didn't was work. sloughing off the cells of truth, <laughs> <laughs> popping the pimples oh. of. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 that's no, horrible. Yeah, yeah. All right. it's like it, it'd be like if a dog ate a whole bunch of poop. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm beginning to rethink our chances. Of <laughs> We're <radio>. so screwed. <laughs> We're on a social media blitz. I know. Well, I just, I first of all, I'm wait. I'll wait. Sorry. I'll wait for you to be done. <laughs> do, 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 do. I don't know why it's sort of a Star Wars kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Are you done? 
All right, yes. sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I could. I had no patience for you today. <laughs> it's because you're jealous. I went I'm fishing for jealous. Yeah, you were fishing. I'm cleaning up dog crap. Well, I'm not. I wasn't cleaning. I was gagging. My wife was cleaning. <laughs> you were, you were adding to it. I was completely no help. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so useless. So Media Blitz, uh, if you are not already on Facebook, you are missing out on a good time. So get out there. Fish Nerds Facebook page now has well over 2,000 page likes. All those people they like really us. They really do. They really do. Um, but there's a lot of action there, a lot of comments and conversation going on and fish nerds meeting other fish nerds and, you know. It, it really is. I, in all seriousness, I'm so excited about how it's connecting fish nerds literally across the globe. We have Australia, Ukraine. Great Ukraine um, guys on there right now. So, yeah. I know. So, uh, it's, it really is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, even, we, we get a, big even kick get out. Tennessee on there. <laughs> no. With, <laughs> you know, if you can get Tennessee, oh, come on, you win, you win. But it's you great. Do. And if you're not on Twitter, I now have a smartphone. Dave has been tweeting for a while now. I am learning how. But our Twitter handle is at Fish Nerds. Uh, we'll soon be on Instagram. We'll soon be on other social media things. I, I, I want to do snap, Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. By the way, Dave, does yeah. your daughter have Snapchat on her phone? No, no, she does if not. If you ever see that on your daughter's phone, take her phone yeah. and smash it. I would smash, smash, smash chat it because it's, it's a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's just bad. Yes. Nothing good out of that. So anyway, if you're not already with the fish nerds on social media, please get there. We need you. Uh, get your friends there, and that's where the action is on a daily basis. And and we yes. don't have any third party posters. We are it. We are the ones posting stuff. So if you see someone write something stupid, it's probably me. so you can say clay come on what are you talking about and we'll have a little debate it'll be great so get on there (laughs) um now it's time for stump all right now stump the fish nerds is our call-in feature this program where if you have a fish nerds question you can call in Ask the fish nerds a question, and we will answer it on our podcast. And uh, the number to call in is 607-378-FISH. 607-378-3474. And nobody called in this week. No. But we're going to play it anyway. Yes, because we love Stump the Fish Nerds. We do really like it. (laughs) So So last time I I attempted to stump Clay, of which he he got the right answer. With a tailor. It was a tailor. You're (laughs) all right. A a bluefish. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you some description of a fish, Dave, and you are going to try and guess the fish. Name the tuna. Are you ready? (laughs) Name the tuna? tuna. Okay. I got it. Uh, This is a freshwater species of fish. It inhabits cool, rocky streams and rivers. Cool. It's uh, in North America and eastern Siberia. Yeah. Ah. It can be found in brackish water. It likes gravel bottoms. It's nocturnal. Uh-huh. Uh, when it swims, it appears to hop along the bottom. It's oh, an inefficient nice. swimmer. It has no swim bladder. No yeah, swim it's bladder. an ambush predator. Primarily hunts for insects and crustaceans, small fish and eggs. 
Uh, it's a great prey for larger fish because it can't swim very well. (laughs) It's pretty useless fish. Hopping around. Um, it likes the bottom. bottom. And, and yeah, I'm not sure if I have much help here on this, on this fish here. (laughs) I'm trying to name (laughs) it. Uh, I, 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 so should I guess? Anytime you're ready. All right. So it's clearly a sculpin. And so there, there's a, there's a good number of sculpin species, especially out in Tennessee and those kinds of places. You did say it's a mountain yes. one. Um, and I've heard those also called Miller's Thumbs. Really? Uh, which, yeah, is a local name for them, at least out in Indiana, uh, was a Miller's Thumb, which I don't know what a Miller's you Thumb know. has in common <laughs> with, a, with a sculpin, but... Well, they, um, neither, neither so. one has a swim bladder. That's yeah. that's true. Yeah. They don't. Um, so I am going to say it is a slimy. You got it. Ta-da! Yeah. That was Ta-da! an easy one. <laughs> well, there are a ton of different. Yeah, well, it's so. the only one I know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, and uh, and that's the one in in yeah, New Hampshire. Yeah. So I I thought that was a probably a pretty good, a good guess. guess, but I know, like I said, out in the in the uh, Mississippi drainage, tons. Yeah, of them. and so, just. Hey, and, good job, Dave. And just uh, for those listeners out there who are thinking about slimy sculpins and trying to angle for them and catch them on a hook, it can be done. I've done it. Uh, and if you do it, please practice catch and release. And and it's not because we're concerned about the well-being of sculpins. It's because they taste like crap. Uh, so <laughs> do not bother trying to eat a sculpin. It's just not worth it. It was probably the worst one. We we tried to eat all the fish in New Hampshire, and that was probably hey, the worst one. Hey, we ate one. that one on... On New Hampshire Public Radio. <laughs> oh, we, uh, we totally, did. It yeah. was New Hampshire Public Radio. <laughs> yeah, nice. see what I did there? He did it. You bring it in Come all with- back. And that's why our, our media blitz is so yeah. awesome. We're, we're experts. Yes, yeah. we are. All right. <laughs> Fish Nerd Nation. Ah, our favorite Fish Nerd Nation. I love this stuff. <laughs> so this week in Fish Nerd Nation, we had uh, we had some good entries. And what, what Fish Nerd Nation is, by the way, there are fish nerds all over the world, right? We've already said that. And many of them like to go on YouTube. I don't know why, but something about fishing and videoing, people love it. So uh, what we do is we go on YouTube and we troll the, the internet for the coolest things out there we take 30 second clips out of these big long videos and post them there and they're all archived which is really nice so for instance uh the new york times did a thing on black sea bass and wild mushrooms a recipe for that it looks go, really good it looks yeah really really good and there were some good tips there too like don't oil the pan because it takes the skin off the fish and and some fish you want the skin off of so i, I thought that was a an awful good trick um and the nice thing about the way the Fish Nerds page is set up, if you go to the fish profiles, you'll see all many of the fish species. We're constantly adding them. And you could click on black sea bass, and it will take you to all of the things we've posted about black sea bass. And you'll see recipes. You'll see ways to catch them. You'll see funny stories. It's, it's, it's awesome. So Fish Nerd Nation, there was a good one there. Another one is... is fairly controversial i i found it difficult to look at spearfishing for uh smallmouth bass you know i found the same thing i i got uncomfortable with the whole idea of it i don't know why no it was funny i put that up on our on our facebook page 
and all kinds of debate happened on is spear fishing fishing or is not fishing and it was really interesting to get people's points of view on that just on that little video you put up yeah and and just because it um you know we spearfish other things you know we we speared white sucker mm-hmm. and it that also kind of made us feel queasy but <laughs> it did it did but that, we also had to eat it Yes. <laughs> That's true. There's not a lot of catch and release going on with uh, spearing fish. It doesn't work well. No. <laughs> Unless I, I still think a plunger would work pretty well. <laughs> <You just gotta. laughs> Humans are such jerks. We're terrible. <laughs> um, and anyway, so that those are the two main entries on fish nerd nation this week like i said every week we're constantly filling these things in um oh there is one other one this there's a guy and i think india that runs a uh, a small restaurant where he fries fish okay did you see this clay yes i did he fried his hands he he doesn't use any utensils he can put his hand in boiling oil and it apparently does not hurt him mm. kind of wild Kind of, yeah, gross too. <laughs> not, not a lot of health inspectors have bad. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, th- those are Fishner Nation, but you know, bookmark fishnerds.com because we add things about every other day, and uh, it's we're all fish nerds at heart, right? Yeah, and it's searchable too. So if you're looking for a specific fish and you're like, I wonder if these guys know about. You know, Bofin, you can put in Bofin in our search bar and you'll find every video or article we've written about Bofin right on our website. Yeah, it's really it's really great. And I looked the other day, we have, I think, over 500 entries right now. Wow. wow. Fish nerds are prolific. Yes. They're so good. Mm-hmm. So. We should that- fish more. So that is it. You have listened to a couple of fish nerds when you could have been fishing. And we'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast, go on fishing quests, and do all sorts of silly things that middle-aged guys do. If you would like to support the fish nerds, you can like us on Facebook, rate us five stars on iTunes, or throw us a little cash to support our impending book. Or even better, do some advertising on the vast fish nerds media empire. Uh, special thanks to all our fish nerd friends from around the world. Uh, it's really great to hear from you when you uh, when you log on to Facebook or post things on our website. It's really awesome. So, cheers to the fish nerds out there. 